Welcome to The Call with Nancy Sabato, where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teachings. Our guest today is Mark Keeles, and we'll be talking about his journey to The Chosen series and how his faith has sustained him in times when he knew he had to hand things over to the Lord. And please be sure to stay to the end for a word of encouragement. So Mark, welcome to The Call. Thank you very much, Nancy. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy you're here. You know, you were talking before we got on about how you started your journey as an actor. You didn't, you started out like that, but you, you didn't quite go in that direction. You want to tell my audience what happened? Uh, well, yeah. Um, so I fell in love with acting as a young boy, did that through high school, but I also loved the sciences, uh, investigating things. When I was in college, somewhere about my junior year, just about uh, ready to take the MCATs, study for them, um, I changed my mind. I actually didn't want to do the what if. I changed to theater and telecommunications. Of course, they thought I was crazy because there was no money in it. And you don't want to be a doctor anymore? Yeah. And um, I went from there to being a uh, scene painter and scene carpenter for the University of Michigan, uh, their Shakespeare Festival, and then became a resident designer in a dinner theater in Michigan, but then returned to the East Coast to study acting. And after a bit, all of a sudden the doors closed um, and somebody said, I need some quick money. How about substitute teaching? And so I did that and I thought it was just for a little bit, but it turned into a 30 year career. I retired in 2016 as uh, a principal of my own school. But, um, but you thought at that point, that whole acting career, that was a gone okay. dream. That yeah. was, the door was closed. Yeah, no, I, I thought those doors were slammed shut. Um, I remembered being very angry uh, with God um, at the at the start of that part of the journey, um, my friend said, uh, "Do you do you want to go to this kind of concert? It's at somebody's house church." And I went there. It was entirely in Spanish, and the first song that was sung uh, in Spanish, "Si no tienes caridad, if you don't have charity, que es un don de amor de Dios, which is a gift of God. Lo demás es vanidad." And it hit me, it says everything, if you don't have charity or love, everything that you do is vanity. And I turned my head to the side and just started to cry because I realized knowing God's will, but doing it reluctantly and angrily uh, was just vanity. It was, it, was, it was pointless. There was no reward in it. Uh, the next song that was sung, um, was about the shepherd who had sheep 99 safe and one lost and he went out to find the lost one and it reminded me of the devotions that i read and i cried some more and then after the whole concert the lady asked if anybody wanted prayer and i sheepishly put my hand up and before she prayed she said all this in spanish with my friend translating because i i wasn't as good in spanish back then and, and she was like um the Lord's put you in charge of teaching and uh, and given you a shepherd's heart. Um, and uh, it, she went on and on and I like was like shocked. And at that point, 
even during the concert, I realized I'm going to go back and I'm going to be a transformed person. I am going to teach with the best of my ability um, and uh, leave those kids joyful. The next day, that was Saturday, Sunday, there was a visitor uh, in our congregation, sort of in a charismatic congregation at that time. And gentlemen, he gets up there to speak and he says, do we believe God loves us and is concerned for our individual lives? And, I, you know, the people are like, amen, amen, praise God and all that stuff. And do you think he knows who we are individually? Amen. You know, praise God. He does. Do you think he knows us by name? Uh, yes. Do you think he could speak to us directly? Amen. You know, and I'm sitting by my lonesome in the front pew over to the side. And he goes, because young man in the red sweater, I have a word for you. The Lord has given you a pastoral heart, the heart of a shepherd, and has put you in charge of little ones. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. And he's given you a heart of a teacher, uh, a pastor. And he just went on and on and said verbatim, what uh the holy spirit had kind of guided that lady the day before that was sort of like established right that 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 word from god because i got in my personal devotions although that didn't change me i just was angry um but then these two times then that monday the kids saw a new teacher and my goal was to not stamp the joy of learning uh uh out of the lives of those children. Anybody who would come to my class would be nurtured and in a safe place, and uh, they would receive the joy of learning. And during that time, I, you know, in education, I was there 100%. Um, and, but then when I would come home, I would think longingly about the arts and acting. And uh, eventually over the years, I would see uh, friends and acquaintances on award shows and I'd get a little melancholic and, you know, like, ah, I would have loved to do that. Um, little did I know that years later, uh, God would reopen those doors. It would be, uh, it would be years later. I marvel at how in our minds, we would like a straight path from here to there, but sometimes uh, God has other plans and takes us on a circuitous route to get to the same place. And we think it's wasting time, but sometimes it's just carving out character in our lives. God, God's so just amazingly uh, wonderful and funny. When you think it's all gone, he goes, oh, by the way, I've been holding this, waiting for you here. I, ha I had a dear friend uh, who I met while I was principal of the school that I would end up retiring from. I was principal there for 10 years. He was sort of a quasi-mentor for me, Broadway veteran of many, many shows. We sat down for breakfast one time and he said, you know, you're coming in at a great age uh, because when you're younger, there's so many uh, of you of the same age around, but then uh, this is a career of attrition. The older you get, more people fall away and there are less people there. But I was like, really there's that's this is a good age a good time i thought it was all past but yeah god's god's funny like that
I, I love that because, you know, that gives, you know, how about if somebody right now who went after a dream like that when they were young and now, and then you're saying, hey, at an older, you know, person, as an older person, they can step back into it, which yeah. is, yeah, a yeah, dream I, that I maybe think they of, have. Yeah, I think of uh, Caleb in the Bible. Uh, the, 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 the name Caleb uh, stands for like a, a dog, like a, like a pit bull or bulldog that latches on. Um, Caleb and Josh were, were the only two uh, spies who went into the promised land and came back with a good report. The other 10 of the group of 12 came back with, uh, oh, you know, the people are strong and they're like giants in the land. Uh, there's no way. Uh, but these two were like, yeah, there's those things, but there's a lot, a lot of riches there and God can do it for us. Those 10, the people that followed them never got a chance to go in. A whole generation had to go by. Later on, when Caleb was 80 years old, they're in the promised land and he goes to, uh, to Joshua and he said, you know, I'd like to take this particular area. I know that there, there are battles to be fought, but you know, I'm as strong now as I was uh, when I was younger. He latched on to the promise of God. So you may have dreams uh, when you're younger. And I, I absolutely believe that there is no age limit to achieving dreams or dreaming new dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, you could be young, you could be old. It doesn't matter. As long as we have breath, uh, I believe we need to keep on moving forward and growing forward um, and uh, and holding on uh, to dreams uh, and and investing in those dreams. Don't just sit on your tukis and, uh, <laughs> and do nothing. One has to keep on investing in those dreams. But then believe that this isn't a carrot hanging in front of a, a, a donkey uh, that you'll never reach. Believe that you know, these dreams are placed there by God. They're, they're designed for you. Examining one's life, interests, desires, uh, dreams, uh, all the things that make you uniquely you and that ignite your passion, that tends to be the area that God's leading you in. But a lot of times, if it doesn't feel spiritual people like shy away from it or if it feels too big or too hard well let's shift a little bit and Shifting. talk a little bit about your part that you had on the chosen um, i play the secretary of the beth midrash which um is the school for the sanhedrin connected to the sanhedrin in fact um I'm the guy, if you have a case that you want to be brought up to the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem, you bring it to me. And then I write a report, send it over to the Sanhedrin for them to decide if they're going to take the case or not. Mm -hmm. So I'm that kind of bureaucratic middleman, um, as friendly as the old school DMV. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, I remember joking after... Uh, shooting my scene, joking with one of the producers, um, knowing my connection to the Sanhedrin, who would be a part of that 
time of the Passion of the Christ when he would be on trial. I'm like, well, word on the street is, uh, I don't think we like Jesus and there may be a crucifixion. So I guess I'm expecting to be back sometime. So who knows? It's in my contract, uh, a possible recurring. So, so um, what season was that? That was season two, episode five. Okay. Yeah. So everybody stay tuned for this as Mark will, will be in that season. And, and let's pray that he goes back for a reoccurring for his reoccurring role well listen what would you like to leave my audience with today anybody watching this interview i would love to remind them that they are unique they're the only them there's there's not another like them and because of that they have unique talents and abilities dreams and desires and they should not be afraid to pursue them or to quickly discount them uh, because i believe in the imperfect steps of going toward those things uh, we can find god's grace uh, and we can be ignited in our passion and and thereby shine with God's light and ignite the passion of others. And you might discover other talents, abilities, and interests that you never knew you had as you pursue these things. So, yeah. Do you ever think how God makes things happen? Well, in Proverbs 16:9, it says, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Do you hold your plans loosely to see where God will take you? His plan is always better than yours. Why not pray and ask for direction? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call?